Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. It's harvest time. We're in the time of the harvest. This is new uncharted territory and it's a result of sowing and reaping. Now, harvest is actually the gathering of the things that are planted. And in the Bible, sowing is what we do or our actions and reaping is the results of those actions. Now, I took a look at harvest in the Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology, and it speaks about Jesus. It says Jesus reflects the Bible's theological viewpoint on harvest when he enjoins, and enjoins mean to when he instructs believers to ask the Lord of the harvest for laborers. Did you hear that? Ask the Lord of the harvest for laborers, those who will labor. And then it goes on to say, God stands in control of the harvest time is part of his work. Now, I took a look at the scripture a particular scripture is found in Luke chapter 10, verse 2, and I'm going to read the English Standard Version of the scripture. And it reads, this is Jesus speaking. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Did you hear that? Let me go back and take that scripture apart a little bit. Let's look at it a little closer here. This is Jesus speaking. He's speaking of the harvest. And he's saying that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Then he goes on to instruct that we're to pray to him, who's the Lord of the harvest, to send out the laborers into his harvest. Now he said, earnestly pray. I want to take a look at that too. When someone does something earnestly, the word earnestly, it's an adverb. And it means with sincere and intense conviction, seriously. So he's saying, pray seriously, pray with conviction, pray sincerely. And then a laborer is one who labors in a toilsome occupation. It's a person who does work that requires strength rather than skill. And it contrasts that, it makes a comparison between a laborer and an artisan. And an artisan is a worker that's skilled in a particular trade. It can be like a mechanic. It can be a person who paints ceramics. So here Jesus specifically said he wanted the laborers, the laborers, those who, who do the type of work that requires strength. Because when you're going out and you're going out to harvest souls or to bring people into the kingdom of God for his purpose. It's labor. It's hard work. Today's episode of Phyllis is a New Creation is the court of heaven is in session, harvest time. This morning, I've been instructed by the Holy Spirit to expound this message beyond the way in which I want to teach it. He wants me to expound it to the way he wants it to be taught. 
He wants you to hear it his way. And since Phyllis is a new creation, the messages are commissioned by Holy Spirit and they are prophetic messages. They are prophetic messages from God because he speaks. So I must inform everyone this morning, there's a harvest coming. That's what the Holy Spirit placed on my heart to say, there's a harvest coming. Now, I recently was blessed by a prophetic teaching by a prophet by the name of Robin Bullock, and he did a teaching regarding the harvest. And as I was listening to the Holy Spirit on how he wanted me to instruct this particular message to you today, how he wants me to impart it into you today. I had just, as I said, sat under some teaching about the harvest. So I'm going to reference some of those things, but I'm going to also share with you the scriptures and the message that the Holy Spirit wants me to make sure that everyone walks away with when they hear this message. Now, I said earlier that Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. And in this message, that's what we're going to, we're going to, the foundation, we're going to start for that found, that particular foundation, that Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. And I also want to emphasize before we proceed here, is that with this message, In every message that I share with you, always examine and study what I'm sharing with you. Take it before the Lord and he will give you greater understanding about it. Also ask the Lord for his input because it's important that you hear from his perspective. As I share it with you, I'm, I'm sharing with you as the Holy Spirit is imparting it into me. But he also wants you to search it research it, examine it, so he can expound and give you even more insight as to how it applies to your life. Now, I mentioned, as I said before, that Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. That means that he's gathering the things that have been planted. Now, whenever God does something, he has a legal system of operations. In other words, he has a legal way of principles or laws that have been established that show how he how he operates or how he conducts himself, how God's kingdom operates, in other words. And so when we're taking a look at Jesus being the Lord of the harvest, it's the same thing as it relates to him being the Lord of the harvest. Being the Lord over those things that have been sown and those things that have been reaped, and he's gathering those things. And he wants us to understand that. Now, since God has a legal system of operations, he has governance. That's G-O-V-E-R-N-A-N-C, governance. And it's the manner in which someone governs. So let's break that down even more. It's how God governs. And the word, let's take a look at the word govern, which is the root word, G-O-V-E-R-N. And that word means conduct the policy, action, or affairs of a business, of a state, of a nation. In this case, we're going to take a look at how God conducts his affairs in his kingdom with his people. Now, the first scripture that the Holy Spirit brought to my attention as it relates to this 
was 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40. And I'm going to read you the King James Version of the scripture. And it reads, let all things be done decently and in order. See, God does everything in his kingdom, in his governance, how he governs in decency and in order. And whenever you see something that is out of order, something that is indecent, it is not of God. So God wants us to first know that he operates everything in decency and in order. Talking about the courts of heaven are in session, harvest time. Because when we're looking at God's kingdom and we're looking at the fact that he does it in decency and in order, and that includes the harvest, when, when he's harvesting something, when it's time for him to gather something, it's going to be done decently and it's going to be done in order. And that's how you would know the things that God is in operation behind and the things that the enemy or the world is in operation behind. Whenever you're looking at something that the, the enemy is behind or the world is behind, there's always chaos and it's generally out of order. Talking about God's kingdom order, courts is in, the court of heaven is in session, harvest time. And right now we're talking about his kingdom order, how he governs, how he operates. That's the foundation. The other scripture that I want you to take a look at is found again in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And this time I'm going to give you verse number 33, the A clause. And it reads, For God is not the author of confusion. Did you hear that? God is not the author of confusion. If you, but of peace. If there's confusion behind something, God is not in it. He does all things decently and in order, and he's not the author of confusion. That's how you know when God's, God is governing something. That's how you know that his, his legal system, the way he does things, is in operation. And so when we're looking at the harvest, something that God is gathering, we know it will be decent and in order, and we will know that there will be no confusion. Now, I mentioned also that God controls, or the Lord Jesus, he controls the harvest time. He stands in control of the harvest time. And it's what his work is a part of his work in what he does. So when we're looking at something that's in court, the courts of heaven, that's in session, harvest time, we know God will be the one who's standing and operating there. His governance, how he orders things, his kingdom. Now let's take a look at a scripture that the Holy Spirit gave me. And it also was a part of the teaching that I was that I was taught also recently about harvest. It's found in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. And I'm going to read you the King James Version of the scripture. And it reads, But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Did you hear that? This is Jesus speaking. And he was addressing a group of people who were speaking things that were idle words, things that were 
not profitable, things that were empty, things that were not true. And as part of his being the Lord of the harvest, it being harvest time, as I declared earlier, and the court of heaven being in session and being harvest time, this particular scripture is the very foundation of what God wants us to know. So let's take a minute and take a look at this scripture a little closer here. This is Jesus speaking. He said that I say to you that every idle word men may speak. Let's just take that part. Every idle word that men may speak. Now, the Holy Spirit had me to go back and take a look at the word logos. It's L-O-G-O-S. It's a Greek word. And that particular Greek word, the word logos, it means word. So when you hear logos, it means W-R-E-D, word. It means speech, S-P-E-E-C-H. And it means account, A-C-C-O-U-N-T. Now, when I say the word account, in this, in this particular, to, in this particular instance, I mean, you given an account or being, having to explain why you use certain words. So the scripture is saying, but I say to you that for every idle word, logos, something that was spoken, something that you spoke, something that you said, your words, your speech, you have to give an account for. And he said, Idle word, men may speak. That's every human being on the face of the earth. So Jesus is saying here that for every idle word, an idle, I even looked at the word idle, I-D-L-E. Idle means words that are empty, words that don't build up, but they bring people down. Words, words that are, have no importance to them. They have, they are, when people speak them, they don't give any thoughts to it. They're just chat. There's a lot of, Chatter is a lot of emptiness. They don't have any real meaning. Now, the reason why Jesus is speaking about our words, because remember, in you may not recognize this, but I'll just bring this to your attention. In the book of John, John chapter one, verse one, it reads, in the beginning was the word, W-R-D, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now, in that instance, is saying in the beginning was the word. And this again, logos. In the beginning was the L-O-G-O-S, the logos, the word of God. And the word of God is the Lord Jesus. He is the word of God. The reason why I brought that up is because we're speaking here in this scripture about idle words, about words that are empty words. We're actually going to be judged by the word that we speak. Because remember, God spoke everything into existence by his word. He said, let there be and there was. So words carry weight. They really are. They're very weighty. I mean, very heavy. The things that you speak have implications. They are creating things by your word. You're actually creating things by your words. The words that you speak are actually creating things, creating your world. They're impacting your world and the world around you. So that's why it's so important here. Jesus is saying every idle word, words that are empty, words that are not profitable, words that don't build people up, but bring them down are the complete opposite. So every human being that speaks idle words, all of us, everything I say, everything you say, everything every person on the face of the earth says is going to be judged. Talking about courts of heaven session, harvest time.
And the reason why the Holy Spirit, he's speaking to me now, the reason why the Holy Spirit gave me this title, Courts of Heaven in Session, is because we're going to be judged by the courts of heaven based on our idle words. And that in itself will bring a harvest. That's why he's saying harvest time. So getting back to the scripture, Jesus said every idle word, every logos, L-O-G-O-S, every logos, every, every form of speech, everything that we say that is idle, we're going to have to give an account for it. Now, speaking of, again, back to the scripture, giving an account, an account, again, means that there's a law that's going to be kept documentation of what we're doing. And so we will have to explain why we said what we said. And so it's important for those of us who are in the household of faith, when we know that we set things that are unprofitable, things that are idle, things that don't please God, we should repent. First John 1 9, the word of God states, if we confess our sins, because that's a sin before God, speaking these idle words, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Talking about courts of heaven and session, harvest time. And so, as I said, when we speak, there's a logos for everyone, whatever we say. And Jesus will judge that. Now, again, with the scripture, when the, the scripture earlier and what I said to you before, that Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. In this case, in this particular scripture, Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, Jesus is speaking about, he's actually speaking about when he's saying us being judged, the day of judgment. The day of judgment is actually the day of harvest. And it really represents in the court of heaven, the day of judgment. So he said, we will have to give an account in the day of judgment. We will have to give an account in the court of heaven of those idle words that we spoke. And that in itself, that judgment is the harvest. It's a, it is a result of what he's going to gather a result of what we have been, what we have sown and what we have reaped. Talking about courts of heaven in session. So what the Holy Spirit wanted to make sure that I share with everyone today, that this is harvest time. And this scripture here, Matthew chapter 12, 36, is important because he wants us to be careful of how we speak and what we're sowing. What are we sowing? What's going to be reaped? What is he going to gather? And remember, the harvest is the judgment. He's saying, so he's saying to us, it's judgment time. And so we are to repent of those things that will cause the judgment of God to be not a, a, a positive thing, but a negative thing. The day of the harvest, when he says here in the day of judgment, he means the day of the harvest. And that's the day of the court when we're actually standing in the court of heaven. Talking about courts of heaven is in session harvest time. Now, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 30, now I'm going to read you the English Standard Version of the scripture. It reads, let both grow together until the harvest. Again, we see that word harvest. And again, the harvest in this case is the judgment. Judgment is coming. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first 
and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Did you hear that? See, we're still in that process. We're still in the process of, in this particular scripture, in Matthew 13, verse 30, the English Standard Version of the scripture, just to give you a little background on that. It was an instance, it was an instance where in a field, it was a field of, and you can kind of see that in any field or any, any, any area where you have grass growing. You sometimes will have weeds in there and the weeds look a lot like the real thing. And so here you have, you have the, the wheat there and you have also the tares and, and the wheat and the tares, they both look alike. And so as the people were servicing the field, they went back to the, to the owner of the field and said that we see that there's some weeds in here and they look a lot like the wheat. And he said, let the two grow together. And then he said, at the appointed time, harvest time, judgment time, I'll do the separation. That's very similar to what, what the scripture in Matthew 12, 36 that I shared with you before about the idle words. We all have an account with heaven. And the account that we have with heaven, God is very much aware of our action. He's not just looking at everything that we do and marking it off. No, he wants us to be more and more like the Lord Jesus. And the only way we become more and more like the Lord Jesus is if we spend time with him, we become like him. And so those things that we're doing that are not like him, we take those off. We repent, we turn from those things and we become more like the Lord Jesus so that when the harvest time comes, it will be a good harvest time for those of us in the household of faith. Because Jesus has already paid it on the cross for us. Talking about courts of heaven in session, harvest time. And so in the second scripture that I read, I just read you, when the two are growing together, right now, there has been no separation. The We're, we're all here together. We all have, have the same opportunity to turn our lives around. So that when this harvest time comes, it'll be a good harvest. The Lord of the harvest will be covering us as the laborers for his harvest. In Psalm chapter 119, verse 89, and I'm going to read you the NASB 1995 version of the scripture. And it reads, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. God's word is settled in heaven. And though this is harvest time, he wants us to know that it's never too late for us to come to the Lord of the harvest. And he will show us how he wants us to live. So that when we stand before him, it won't be a very fearful time for us, but it'll be a time of rejoicing. Because for those of us who are in the household of faith, who know the Lord Jesus, Jesus has already paid it. And when we stand before God, it won't be for torment. No, he'll just take away those things that are not like the Lord. He'll burn those things that are not like the Lord, but our souls are saved. But for those of you who don't know the Lord Jesus, when you stand before that white throne of judgment for the unbelievers, you don't want him to say, depart from me, I never knew you. You don't want him to send you to torment. So this is the day that I want to speak to those who don't have a relationship with the Lord of the harvest. And he wants you to come forth to him this day. And if you know that you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus and you never knew anything about harvest time, you never knew anything about judgment, repeat after me. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you for letting me hear this message today. God, thank you for letting me know that the courts of heaven, there is a court in heaven. And it is in session, and it will be in session soon. It is still in session, even today. And God, I want you to know that I recognize that Jesus died for me on the cross. I'm asking him to forgive me of my sins because I know that he died on the cross. And I know that you raised him from the dead. And I want to come to him as the Lord of the harvest to be my God. Thank you for saving me today, Lord Jesus. Thank you for saving me today, Heavenly Father. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis is a New Creation. And remember, Phyllis is a New Creation exists so that you will know how to apply the Word of God to your everyday life. Today's message, Course of Heaven, in session, Harvest Time, came directly from the Holy Spirit Himself. He wants us to all know that it is harvest time. And he's calling all those who don't know him to him. And even those of us who do know him, he, he's calling us to look at ourselves, examine ourselves, whether we're in the faith, whether that we are a part of those who are going out, laboring for those who don't know the Lord of the harvest. You can find Phyllis is a New Creation on Google Podcasts. Just search for Phyllis, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, a new A-N-E-W, creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. And don't forget to put the word podcast after your search. For those of you who'd like to sow into Phyllis as a new creation, I have two ways that you can sow. First of all, I have a cash app. And my cash app is dollar sign P-A-N-E-W-C. Again, it's dollar sign P-A-N-E-W-C. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Drawing us here today, God. Thank you so much for loving us enough to let us know that the Lord of the harvest is calling us to himself. And God, even though we know that the courts of heaven is in session, we still know, God, that as long as there's breath in our body and as long as we can cry out to you, Lord, and ask you to help us, you will. And I pray that every soul that heard this message today will reach out to you, Lord, and so that you will become their Lord. And for those who did open up their heart today, Lord, I pray that you will send them to a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church that will disciple them, God, so they will continue to get to know you on a personal level so that they can sup with the Lord Jesus, open up their heart and sup with him and be in his presence and know who he has called them to be, Lord, this day and every day. Amen. Have a wonderful day.